Amen, 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 amen. Thank you, Lord. Echoing the words of that song, what a day that will be. Amen, amen, hallelujah. Well, the main thing is, I heard a guy say one time, the main thing is the main thing. Uh, Are you ready to go? Have you made the right choice? And uh, when you have, that's why people can rejoice when they hear a song like that. They know it's real. They know that it applies to them. And one of these days, our faith will be realized in sight. It will come to pass. Jesus is coming. Amen? Man, I used to hear my dad and my grandpa tell me that when I was a little boy. They would preach that and preach that and preach that. And I'm still hearing people preach it today. But you know what? He is coming. I said, He is coming. And you have everything to do with it, whether you go or not. So I'm glad to know that many, many years ago I made a choice and I said yes to Jesus. If you're here this morning and you made that choice, then you too can be a part of those people who will be looking forward to the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Well, praise God. If you have your Bibles or your device or whatever it is you follow after me with, and you should be following after me, uh, don't ever take anybody's word for it. Uh, I mean, we need to trust people. Maybe that was a bad thing to say. (laughs) You need to follow me in the word. Now, if I'm following the word, then you follow me. The apostle Paul said, uh, you follow me as I follow Christ. So once I step outside the borderline of what God says about his word, then I don't think you need no longer need to follow me in the sense of trusting what the word says. But go, let's go to Isaiah chapter 55. Isaiah chapter 55. Going to be talking about the prosperity of his word. The prosperity of his word. Now, probably the first thing that everybody thinks about when you hear that word prosperity is money. I mean, well, that's, that's because we've, uh, we've been trained a lot of times to think that's the only way that prosperity comes. And that is one way. But it is not the only way. If we know God for the pardon and the remission of sin, there's prosperity in that. I said there's prosperity in knowing this man called Jesus Christ. The prosperity of his word. The prosperity of his word. In other words, the word will cause you to prosper. Not only financially, but in a lot of other ways. Can you say amen? But we're going to begin here in Isaiah chapter 55, verse 1. And uh, we're going to look at this together, beginning in verse 1. We'll see what we can do by getting through with this. (laughs) Isaiah 55, verse 1 says, So everyone that thirsteth, come ye to the waters. Everybody say, waters. And, And he that hath no money come. Ye buy and ye eat, ye come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Wherefore do you spend money for that which is not bread? And you labor for that which satisfieth not. Hearken diligently unto me, and eat ye that which is good. 
Folks, it's not everything that you eat is good, and it's not everything that you hear is good. It's not everything that is free is good. Amen. Everything that is cheaper is not always good. Glory to God. Verse 3 says, Incline your ear and come unto me. Hear, and your soul shall live. And I will make an everlasting, I love that word, I will make an everlasting what? Covenant. God is going to make an everlasting promise with you that he will not break. Glory to God, that's powerful. I will make an everlasting promise. Uh, I will make an everlasting covenant with you, even the sure mercies of David. Behold, I have given him for a witness to the people, a leader and commander to the people. Behold, thou shalt call a nation that thou knowest not, and the nations that knew not thee shall run unto thee because of the Lord thy God. And for the Holy One of Israel, for he hath glorified thee. Verse 6, look at this, here we go. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he may be near. Really what that's telling us, you need to call on him because he's not always going to be there. Today, the Bible says, is the day of what? Salvation. Today is the day you need to hear. Today is the day you need to come because we have no promise of tomorrow. But we do have a promise today because he said, today, harden not your heart. Can you say amen? Seek ye the Lord while he what may be found. Folks, evidently there's still time that you can find him. There's still sunlight. There's still night. You're still breathing. You're still alive. Your children, your grandchildren are still out there. So evidently there is still time for them to come in. Glory to God. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is what? Near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return unto the Lord. And he will have mercy upon him and to our God. For he will what? Abundantly pardon. God has a stamp. I'm sure we've been places where they have these stamps and they, they stamp it and say paid in full or they stamp it and say uh, overdue or things like that. God has a stamp prepared for you and it's got the words pardoned on the stamp. When I said yes to Jesus, amen, throughout all heaven, God raised up his hand and looked at Jesus and he said, I have a stamp and he's pardoned. I'm pardoned today only because of what Jesus has done on the cross of Calvary. Can you say amen? I am pardoned. Glory to God. Verse 8 says, for my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways. And my thoughts than your thoughts. Amen. How many of you believe God's a little bit higher than we are? But how many of you know, even though his ways and his thoughts may be higher than ours, he said he would not what? Withhold any good thing from us. 
There's not one thing in 66 of those books of the Bible that he will ever withhold from you because he wants you to know. I said he wants you to know. He never did ordain it that one man would know everything. Now there's one man, only one man that did know everything and that was his son Jesus. But I'm glad to know that Jesus, when he came here, amen, even though he knew everything, he considered you and I. He knew you and I couldn't handle everything. So in the short three and a half years that he was on the earth, this man called Jesus, I believe, gave us what we needed to have to get us through our lifetime. Jesus died at 33 and a half years old. Many of us in here are already past that age. So I'm glad to know that even though I went by his age and I began to live a longer life, he is still providing things for me that I need to get me through every day. How many of you realize that every day is different? What you faced yesterday, you may not have to face today. What you face today may be gone, and you don't have to worry about it tomorrow. But God is faithful. (laughs) I said, but God is faithful to those who what? He said, if you'll draw nigh to me, I will draw nigh to you. I mean, it's just really, how close do you want to be to him? How close do you want to be? Uh, I heard a preacher say one time, what was that guy's name, Barb, that preacher with the uh, blonde hair and the assemblies of God? Dwight Thompson. <laughs> he was preaching on the closeness of God. And I heard him say this. Uh, he said, one of these days, I want to get so close to God that Jesus is going to turn around and look at me and say, Dwight, get on your own horse. And if you know anything about Revelation, it talks about the horses and Jesus coming back uh, on a great white horse. But, you know, Dwight was wanting to get so close to him. <laughs> Amen. Why don't you just get on your own horse and let me have mine? Well, you know what? God don't care how close you get to him. Amen. I said, God don't care how close you get to him. It's you and I that care how close we want to get to him. Because the choice is ours. I said, because the choice is ours. Now listen here. uh, Let's begin here in verse, uh, again, let's take up here in verse 10. For as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth and make it bring forth and bud that it may give what? Seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Now listen to verse 11. So, in other words, including what was said in verse 10, amen, and we believe that in verse 10. So, in other words, so shall my word be. (laughs) So shall my word be. Hallelujah. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of... Now listen to this. Here's some keys. You've got a pen. You need to write some of these things down in your Bible. So shall my... You need to underline, underline my. He's referencing the word as his own. 
so shall my word be that goeth forward out of, there it is again, underline my, out of my mouth. So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me. Underline it. He didn't say you. He's not talking about you. He's talking about himself. And talking about what his word can do. Are, are you seeing that? Look at that again. Just look at that. It shall not return unto me. God. My word will not return unto me. Amen. Void. But it shall accomplish that which I, underline I. Not you, but him. Not you, but him. Amen. That which I please. Not you, but him. And it shall prosper in the thing whereunto I, underline I. It will prosper into the thing whereunto I sent it. Not you, but him. Can you say amen? <laughs> the GW translation says, My word which comes from my mouth is like rain and snow. It will not come back to me without results. God, that's verse 11. That's Isaiah 55, verse 11. The Amplified Translation says this, So will be my word, which goes out of my mouth. It will not return unto me void, or useless, or without results, or without accomplishing what I desire, and without succeeding in the manner for which I Send it. Can you say amen? Glory to God. Listen to this. The success. Everybody success. The success of the scripture is based on the truth of the one speaking. Glory to God. The truth of the scripture is based upon the one who is speaking. Now in this particular case, God is speaking. And everything that he is speaking will come to pass. I wonder why he's God. I said he's God. Look here at Numbers chapter 23 and verse 19. Numbers 23 and verse 19. You think God can lie? You think what God told us there in Isaiah chapter 55 and verse 11 was true? He was talking about what he was going to say. He was talking about what he was going to do. And he said he was talking about his word will prosper wherever he sent it. Amen. Numbers 23, 19 says, God is not a man that he should lie. How many of you believe that we can believe what God said? I believe what he said here in Isaiah 55, 11. God is not a man that he should lie, neither the son of man that he should repent. Hath he said, and shall he not do it? Or hath he spoken, and shall he not make it good? If he spoke it, he's going to do it. It's going to turn out good. Glory to God. Look here at another one. In Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 18. That by two immutable things in which it was what? Impossible for God to lie. Is it impossible for man to lie? No. 
Is it impossible for God to lie? Yes. He can't. He don't know how. He only knows truth. Only truth abides in him. Amen. That by two immutable things in which it was what? Impossible for God to lie. That we might have a strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the hope that was set before us. I mean, we've got this great consolation. I've got this great hope that whatever God has spoken in his word is the truth. My goodness. It's the truth. I said it's the truth. It's impossible for God to lie. And he gave us this great reward. He gave us this great hope. Hope is a confident expectation. We can expect that God's word is going to work in our lives as we speak it ourselves. Amen. Of course, there's a lot. Wait a minute, Pastor. There's a lot of people speaking God's word today, and a lot of people don't have success. That's the difference. God spoke it in faith. He spoke it, and things happened. Remember back over in Genesis chapter 1? And God said, and God said, and God said, and God said. And everything, every time God said something, it happened. I said it happened. I said it happened. <laughs> Glory to God. Look here at Deuteronomy chapter 32 and verse 4. Hallelujah. Deuteronomy chapter 32 verse 4. It says, He is the rock. His work is perfect. For all his ways are judgment. A what? A God of truth. And without iniquity. Just and right. Is he. Folks, we're not just talking about anybody. We're talking about God. And when God spoke that word out, it was full of truth. It was full of what God had in his heart. And how many of you know when God speaks, he wants you and I to listen? It's like that commercial. I think it was uh, E.F. Hutton. When he speaks, everyone what? Listens. Well, you know what? We ought to be the same way. When God speaks, we ought to. Listen, come on. When he speaks, we ought to what? Listen, I love that uh, the word there. I, you know, it's been a long time. I don't even know if I've read it. If it did, it's been a long time. Deuteronomy 32, 4. Look at that. He is the rock. His work is perfect. In other words, we could say his word is perfect. We could also say anything that he has ever done is perfect. Anything he's ever said is perfect. Hallelujah. For all his ways, amen, are judgment. Amen. Folks, there's things that you and I are going to have to answer for. There is a judge, and his name is Jesus. Or, I mean, his name is God. Amen. And Jesus come to do the will of his Father. He is the rock. His word is perfect. For all his ways are judgment, a God of truth. This is what I'm trying to get into you this morning. Amen. God is a God of truth. He's not going to tell you some funny story. He's not going to tell you some untruth. When you need a word, you need a word that's going to help you. Not a word that's going to hurt you or hinder you. 
Amen. Sometimes the word that we do hear from God is not always the word that we want to hear, but I can guarantee you whatever situation you was when you prayed, God's going to give you a word to help you, whether we receive that word or not. He may tell you to pray more. He may tell you to read more. He may tell you to smile more. He may tell you to hug more. He may tell you to give more. He may tell you to, to visit more. Amen. A lot of times, well, man, Lord, that's not what I wanted to hear. I wanted to hear something spiritual. I wanted to hear you tell me some big thing that I could do. You just want me to be friendly? <laughs> you just want me to love people? Yeah. Come on now. Just look at a person next to you and just say, I need to love you more. <laughs> glory. I said, glory. Look here at Psalms chapter 117, verse 2. Psalms 117, verse 2. It says, For his merciful kindness is great toward us, and the truth of the Lord endureth forever. Praise ye the Lord. His truth is always going to be there forever. Amen. If you want the truth, go to him. Amen. It's not like a lot of our good friend, good friends that we have mean well. But a lot of times our good friends don't always talk, tell us what we need to hear. They tell us what we want to hear. To make you feel good, to get you through the situation that you're going through. <laughs> hallelujah. I said hallelujah. For his merciful kindness is great towards us. Man, his mercy is great towards me. I don't deserve anything, but he's given me everything. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. This old coal miner didn't deserve anything, but when I fell down on my knees and asked Jesus to come into my life, he spoke life into me, and I've never been the same since. Yeah. I said, I've never been the same since. This man, Jesus, saved my life. For his merciful kindness is great towards us. When do we ever stop being nice to people? We don't. When was it ever right to be rude to someone? Never. It's never right. It's never right. It's never right to look down on someone. Just because you think you're a little bit better or have a little bit more. I think I posted something on Facebook not too long ago and it said, you ought to treat the janitor with as much respect as you do the CEO of the company. Amen. 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 How many of you know the janitor works hard too? When he does his job, does what he's supposed to. Just as much as the CEO does his job. Amen. How many of you think the CEO would like it every time he walked into the, into the business that he was in charge of, he saw trash laying around everywhere, papers laying around everywhere, floors not vacuumed, tables not cleared off, sinks not watched, toilets dirty. Come on now. Amen. We ought to respect them just as much as we do, amen, anyone else. Matter of fact, Barbara and I started out cleaning toilets. I asked the pastor, you know, being a young preacher, hey, you got anything we can do? Yeah. yeah. How about cleaning the toilets? Oh. On our knees. Oh. 
I thought maybe he was going to ask me to lead the service or teach a Sunday school class or, you know, somewhere where I could get up in front of everybody and let them find out how smart I was. But it didn't work out. I found out how smart my pastor was. So Barb and I started out cleaning toilets and urinals, vacuuming floors, emptying trash cans. I was down on my knees one day, one day in, in the bathroom and had about four stalls and Barb was cleaning the sinks and I knelt down cleaning the bottom of the toilet and I looked under that. There's about that much space between the toilet, you know, the floor. And I <laughs> stuck my head out under there and I said, do you think the Lord has anything else for us? She just laughed and she said, oh, I'm sure he does. But you know what we were? We were faithful. We were faithful. Now, I may have complained to her, but I never one time complained to my pastor. I thought it was a joy to serve the man of God, whatever he wanted. And you know, later on, I became the associate pastor of that church. And later on, I became the senior pastor of that church for almost 20 years. Why? Because his word is true. Because his word is true. There's prosperity in God's word. Can you say amen? Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. How many believe that we can trust in what God says? Sure. The thought that I want you to consider today is how much trust can we put In our own words. In our own words. Looking again at Isaiah 55 and verse 11. It says, So shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I send it. I am convinced That when God's word is sent out in faith and people receive that word, there's nothing that we can't accomplish. It cannot. It cannot come back to me void. I know when God was saying this, it couldn't come back to him void because he was God. But did you know we ought to be able to uh, uh, operate under the same authority that God did? Because Jesus is not here anymore. He sent his word. Amen. John 1, 1 says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God. Drop down to verse 14, it says, and the Word became flesh. So I, I am made to believe, I'm convinced that God's Word in me can be just as strong as it was in Him. Listen to this. Just as important as the rain and the snow that God sends down to water a dry and thirsty ground, To make it bring forth and bud that it may give what? Seed to the sower and bread to the eater. Y'all know how important it is for, for, for the rains to come and the snow to come. Amen. Because underneath that snow, we're probably getting ready to see a lot of that. Because that snow, of course, is water. But when that snow is gone, here come the flowers. It began to water all those things down there. But I'm convinced just as important as that snow and that rain that came down and watered the earth and caused the earth to bloom. 
and to give of its nutrients. Just as important is the word of God that's on the inside of you. That will cause you to have seed to the sower. Thank God. Amen. God's word was sent to do the same thing in us. God's word was sent to you and I to do the same thing. As the snow and the rain came down to water the earth, the word in us will work exactly the same way. And now you can put your name to it. My word will work. My word will see it come through. I am going to be a blessing. I am receiving from God. Why? Because the same word that God spoke, amen, that he was talking about, now you can speak about yourself. Glory to God. God's word works. Amen. Isaiah 55, 1 said, come to the water. A lot of times the word and the water are compared to each other being the same. Look at Psalms 107, verse 20. Psalms 107, verse 20. Hallelujah. He sent his what? His word. He sent his word and what? Healed them and delivered them from their what? Destruction. God's word was sent to you to not only bring you deliverance, but to heal you. I heard Joyce Meyer say this one time. She said, the good thing about God's word, God's word will heal you anywhere you hurt. It will. God's word will heal you anywhere you hurt. But what's the first thing you need to realize? That word was sent to you. That word was sent to you. And what you do with that word has everything to do with how you're going to receive what God wants you to have. Glory to God. I said glory to God. Amen. Third John 2. Third John 2. You've all read this, but it says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest what? Prosper. Everybody say prosper. It's okay to prosper. We said earlier, it's okay to prosper financially, but how many of you know it's okay to prosper spiritually? I said, it's okay to prosper and know that God's word will work in you. But God's word wasn't sent to us to stay in us. God's word to work for you must come out of us. Glory to God. We'll close with this here in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. 2 Corinthians Chapter 4. Hallelujah. I believe this. I really believe this. You need to write this down or just remember it. God's word in the mouth of believers will produce the same results as if it were in the mouth of God. God's word in your mouth is just as powerful as God's word was in his mouth. Did he send his word? Did he ever lie? Is he full of truth? Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Let's look at this here. Amen. His word was sent 
to give life. Second Corinthians chapter 4, beginning in verse 1 says, Therefore, seeing we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we faint not. Thank God we're going to make it. I said, thank God we're going to make it. But have renounced. Amen. I have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. Oh, that's heavy. Hey, we're either going to walk in truth. I'm going to walk in truth. If not, I'm going to answer for it. Come on now. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not. Why? Because the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, would shine unto them. Glory to God. There's people out there need to hear you talk about the gospel. You need to shed some light on the subject. Did you hear me? You need to shed some light on the subject. When you walk in, darkness ought to flee. Glory to God. Verse 5 says, For we preach not ourselves. Folks, it's not about me. It's not about any man or woman who ever stood behind this pulpit. And it never will be. I said, and it never will be. Listen to what Paul said. For we preach not ourselves. It's not about me. But what? But Christ Jesus the Lord and ourselves your servant for what Jesus' sake. Yes, I am your pastor. Yes, I am an under shepherd. But most of all, I am your servant. I serve you every Wednesday and every Sunday with the Word of God. I serve you when I call, when I pray for you. I serve you when we think things about you that you don't even know that Barbara and I are praying about. We're serving. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about you serving others. Servants of Christ. Glory to God. I said glory to God. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, hath what? Shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. The light in you will bless others. The light in you, the revelation that God has given you, the authority that you realize that you had when you got in Christ, will bless others. You will bring light. You will bring revelation, something that was not revealed before until you shared the light. (laughs) Glory to God. But we have this treasure. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels. Come on, I got something in here. I said, you all got something in here. And it's a treasure. God allowed us to bring the greatest treasure of heaven and allow it to live in us. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. I said, thank God for the Holy Ghost. He lives in you. He dwells in you. 
He motivates you. He moves you. He comes to you at the midnight hour when you don't know what to do. That man, the Holy Ghost, who lives in us, this earthen vessel that we are privileged to be a part of and have working in our life, is worth untold millions if we were to try to put a monetary figure on it. This treasure. Everybody put your hands right here. Come on now, I know it. Everybody say this treasure. This earthen vessel that this treasure lives in is powerful. When you take that serious, when you grab a hold of that and run with it, there's nothing that you can't accomplish. We have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God. Come on, that's God in us. You see what he just said? That's God in us. We need to take that serious. That's God walking around on the inside of you. He lives in you. He wakes up every day and gets excited to see you wake up and see who you are going to shed some light on. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We have this earthen vessel that the excellence of the power of God may be of God and not us. It's not me. It's the anointing in us. I said it's the anointing in us. It's the anointing in you. Don't ever think you can take what belongs to God and expect it to work for you. Hallelujah. It's not you. The quicker we understand that as believers, the quicker we'll mature in the Lord. It's not about me. It's not about you. It's about him. It's about this man called Jesus Christ. Amen. Look at verse 8. We're troubled. Anybody in here ever been troubled? Anybody ever been in trouble? Everybody. Come on now. We're troubled. I know we're troubled. But when we're troubled, you need to remember what it is that you're carrying around. you got a treasure on the inside of you. And when you are troubled, when you are facing things that you don't know how to handle, when things come your way that you don't know what to do. Amen. (laughs) Troubled on every side, but not distressed. I just can't believe those people. Man, they trouble here, trouble there, but it just don't seem like it bothers them at all. Now, everybody can't handle this because when trouble comes, they go crazy. Crazy. That's 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 uh, ten degrees above crazy. They go wacko. When trouble comes, they just. What am I going to do? What am I going to, What do you mean, what are you going to do? You've got that treasure in that earthen vessel that's on the inside of you. How soon or why do we always revert back to that old man every time trouble comes? Every time trouble comes knocking at the door. You know, it must be, must be something I did. Must be, I must have done something wrong. No, how about you must have done something right? How about you knowing that you are doing things right? And it's because of that earthen vessel 
that great treasure that you have on the inside of you. Trouble can come, and I don't care if it does. Come on. Bring it on. Bring it. Just bring it. I dare you to bring trouble, devil. Bring it to my doorstep. Because I won't have it. It's not going to upset me. It's not going to get me down. Come on now. I said, come on now. See, you can do that if you got what? That treasure. That treasure. God ever lie? Does God always tell the truth? Can we believe his word? Can we do what he said we could do? Yes, we can. We're troubled. Come on, it gets better. We're troubled on every side, but yet we're not distressed. I can't believe those people. I can't believe those people. They're acting like nothing's wrong, and all hell is breaking loose. Come on. I said, come on. We're perplexed. Amen. I just don't know what I'm going to do. I just don't know what. Amen. But not in despair. It's okay. I'm not going to despair about it. I'm not going to get upset about it. What's the first thing some of us do? Yeah, God, what are we going to do? <laughs> we immediately revert back to despair. We forgot our treasure. I said we forgot our treasure. I said we forgot our what? Our treasure. <laughs> Persecuted, and I know there's nobody in here that's ever been persecuted. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Oh, come on. Come on. Cast down. Ever been there? Yeah, I have. Ever been in a place where it just didn't seem like anything was going right? Just seemed like the only news I got was bad news. Only news I ever got, you know, coming down the road, somebody says, Checkmate. In other words, you lose. The game's over. (laughs) Amen. But it's not that way. I said it's not that way. I'm not destroyed. I will not be destroyed. I will not be cast down. Why? Because of that treasure. That treasure that's on the inside of me. Glory to God. Why? Look at verse 10. This is us. This can be real to you. Once in a while... I realize who I am in Christ. That's not what that said. (laughs) Look at verse 10. Always. Everybody say, oh, how soon we forget that we're getting ready to celebrate one of the greatest happenings that the world has ever had. And that's the resurrection of Jesus Christ. (laughs) Always. How How often should we remember about this treasure? How often should we talk about this treasure? Amen. Always bearing about in the body, in here, the dying of the Lord Jesus. That the Listen to this. That the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. Well, what kind of life did he have? He had a body that was full of life. I said the life was the light that was in him. Verse 11 says, for which we live are always delivered unto death and for Jesus' sake that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. So then, 
Death worketh in us, but life in you. In other words, what the Apostle Paul was saying there, these things that we're facing because of this death some of these days, y'all don't ever have to worry about it because you're going to live forever. Because <laughs> you're going to live forever. But life in you. Now look here at verse 13. We. Now I didn't say all of that. You just say that was God. And that was people uh, that can do the things of God. But that's not you. No, that's not what he's saying. He's saying, yes, you can. I said, he's saying, yes, you can. It says, we, you and I, having what? The same spirit of faith. According as it is written, I believed. And therefore have I spoken. We also believe, and therefore, we what? We speak. We're going to speak what we believe. And we believe what we're speaking because it was written. (laughs) How quickly that, that we remember when we were all in school. Some of you maybe still be in school. They would give us books, history, geography, math, science health, civics, all those kind of books. And you know what we did? We read them. And you know what else we did? We believed in what we read. That's what got you through school. That's how you got an education. That was in the natural. Why should it be any less when it comes to the things of God than we have what is written so we could believe what we heard and begin to speak about what we have. He's already given it to us. Jesus is not coming back again to Calvary. He's not coming back to die on the cross of Calvary. Did you know he's already done all he's going to do about salvation? Did you know he's already done what he's going to do about healing? Amen. All you and I got to do is receive it and believe it in our heart. Amen. I said amen. You're just, as, you're just as much healed as you are saved. Because the Word says you are. Amen. The prosperity of God's Word. It's not always about money, is it? You can, you can gauge your prosperity by how much you know about the Word that's in you. Just by you can gauge how much money you have by going to the bank and finding out what's in there. And really, we can know about both. There's not a person in here that does not know where it is and how you stand with God. You know how it is. You know what's in here. You know how you react when things happen. Amen? But the next time you have that opportunity, and I guarantee you, you'll have another opportunity. So you remember that that treasure that's on the inside of you is the one that needs to react and not the one who was before the treasure was installed. Can you say amen? Amen. Let's stand this morning. Glory to God. Glory to God. We trust that you have received what the word has said this morning. Barbara and I's whole goal is to deposit in you the Word. Amen. I want you to be as dependent on the Word as you are 
as if you went to a medical doctor and the doctor told you to do what with your medication? Take it. And if you don't take it, your medication's what? It's not going to do you any good. And how long did he tell you to take the medication? Till it was all gone. Take it not till you feel better. Take it till it's all gone to keep you feeling better. Works the same way in the spirit realm with God's word. The prosperity of God's word works in every believer. We're more prosperous than what we think we are. We have more than what we think we have. We are more than what we think we are. Amen. Well, Father, we thank you this morning. If there's one here this morning, maybe you're here and you're not saved. You've never accepted Jesus as your personal Savior. If that's you, would you raise your hand? Would you raise your hand right now and let me know? Pastor, uh, I'm not sure about my salvation. I'm not sure whether I'm ready to go to heaven or not. If you are, then you're okay. You may be here this morning, you're a believer, and you've never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. If that's you and you'd like to receive that experience, I want you to raise your hand. I want you to raise your hand. It's a gift. I said it's a gift. We're getting ready to start some things on that on Wednesday night. So I encourage you to try to be here on Wednesday. We're going to get into some real good things, not because I'm teaching it, but because I believe the Holy Spirit wants us to know more. I mean, you know it's okay to know more know more about you. All right. Anybody in here this morning need prayer for healing? You're here and you need healing. Come on up here then. Amen. Anybody else? Come on up. Just come on up. Just stand right here in front of me, right here. Yeah. Just just make a line right here. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Beverly, can you play, uh, do you know just as I am, could you just play that on the piano? I'm sure she does. Amen. Anyone else need a touch from the master today? I want to tell those who are up here for healing that what do you have in here? It's called a what? Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit and a treasure. Exactly. And because you have that treasure, you can pull on that anytime you need it.